Let's talk about us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of my podcast, Let's Talk About Us with Uche. As I explained during the intro, this is a platform that I created for myself in order to spread knowledge and empowerment. Today's episode and the very first episode on this podcast is going to be Pursuit of Happiness or Pursuit of Vanity. So this particular topic is really important to me because it's it's really personal. It, it's uh, It hits home. It goes all the way back to my childhood. So a little bit about me. I was born in Nigeria, a country in West Africa. I was raised there up until the age of 15 when I permanently migrated to America. Um, a little bit about my childhood. I didn't really have the best childhood. I had a lot of issues, a lot of mental health issues. I had constantly suffered from depression, constantly suffered from anxiety. Basically, my childhood was not happy at all. And one of the things that made my childhood a living hell really was I was constantly, I constantly had people bombarding so many negativity on my face, you know, basically telling me I wasn't good enough. I had to be somebody else in order for me to be accepted, in order for me to fit in. So there was not really a whole lot of opportunity for me to channel my individuality, be who I wanted to be, and basically project that uniqueness to the world. As a kid, my biggest dream was independence. You know, I wanted to grow up and I wanted to move away from home. I wanted to live a life where... I could explore myself, be myself, you know, just basically live live a life away from all the people who brought me down, who told me that I wasn't good enough, and soul search and project whatever it is that made me unique into the world. My biggest dream as a kid was independence because I just wanted to be happy. I thought independence was going to give me the opportunity to be happy. I remember as far back as nine years old, I was constantly praying. I just wanted to grow up, growing up and becoming independent and moving away from home and moving away from everything that brought me down was my biggest goal in life. I just wanted to be happy. Um, after I moved to America at 15 years old, I thought that moving to America would be the perfect opportunity for me to explore myself and pursue this independence and basically figure out what it is that makes me happy, what makes me unique and find my voice and find a way to channel that into the world. Naturally, after I moved to America at 15 years old, I went through culture shock, just like most people at 15. I had to learn about the the laws, the different laws, the culture, you know, some of the things that were really different compared to Nigeria. It didn't take me long enough to realize that there's a lot of differences between Nigeria and America. Um, physically, yes, you know, Nigeria is a country that's mostly black and America is a country that is very diverse. We have a lot of people from all over the world. Uh, it's literally a melting pot. Um, another thing that was really different from Nigeria that I noticed at 15 was the, the general attitude and the general uh, mentality of the people in America compared to in Nigeria. So this got me really curious at a really young age. You know, I, I thought it was definitely a really good opportunity to explore both, um, both countries and both cultures and try to see what it is that makes them tick. Living in America at 15 years old was definitely a dream come true. And to the day I die, I'll always be very appreciative of 
my transition. Uh, but most importantly, living in America or moving to America at 15 years old at such a young age, to me, was the ultimate opportunity for me to pursue my independence, this independence that I wanted for so long. I could be whatever I wanted. That's basically the the American slogan. You know, anyone from anywhere could be anything they wanted. And all I knew is that I just I just wanted to be happy. I wanted to be independent. Part of my strategy in achieving this independence and this happiness that I've definitely defined as my way of success was naturally to explore and observe people, what it is that people consider happiness, what it is that people consider success, so as to better understand myself and hopefully find meaning to that goal that I've been wanting for a long time, ever since I was a kid. Happiness is generally defined as a state of well-being or a state of contentment. And I always wonder if people are truly happy or at least truly as happy as they claim to be. It is very true that we do live in a very vain world. Vanity basically being the admiration of one's own image. And while there's nothing necessarily wrong with vanity, I, me personally, I do believe that everyone is a little bit vain or at least should be a little bit vain because vanity in moderation is part of human nature, in my opinion, you know. You don't want to leave your home looking a mess. You you want to dress to impress. You want to look good. You want to bring your best forward, you know, because at the end of the day, we live in a world that's quite judgmental. So it's, it's, it's very important to look your best and be your best and everything. But my concern is where exactly do we draw the line? And one of the reasons why I ask this question is because looking at social media, Social media is one of the best and also the worst things that's happened to our generation. Every day, people post so many pictures, you know, so many selfies. A lot of people spend so many time, so much time trying to capture the perfect picture, perfect angle, perfect lighting. People go as far as photoshopping, catfishing. I don't know if, if people are generally familiar with that term, but all in the quest for perfection. And don't get me wrong, I don't actually disapprove of social media. I don't have any problems with social media per se. Uh, I actually do appreciate social media. Social media has given people opportunity to create platform for themselves. Like, for example, like people like me, independent platforms that they're having to go through second parties or third parties, and it's definitely very appreciated. But in the case of a selfie, for example, when we take to social media to showcase our favorite selfie of the day, are we truly showcasing deep-rooted confidence and contentment of our natural appearance? Or are we actually just seeking validation from the world that we are indeed physically attractive enough to demand a level of recognition? I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here because I've had my own fair share of social media. Um, I had Instagram, Facebook. You know, I would always post so many pictures, um, mostly pictures of my travels mostly pictures of also my my uh, photography skills because I'm really good with photography. And I like to tell a story with photography. And like a lot of people, I got really hooked on the likes. You know, it, it, it came, it graduated to something that wasn't just art. I was starting to take pictures, a lot of pictures, and post a lot of pictures just because I wanted the gratification of having people like my my pictures. It just felt good. And unfortunately, something that I enjoyed, something I enjoyed as simple as taking pictures or traveling became some type of chore because I was so desperate to take so many pictures every day. 
because I wanted to be liked so much, and it took away from the artistry, you know, the authenticity, originality of my work. I was doing the most because I wanted people to like me, unfortunately, and it shouldn't be that way. It should just be me showcasing my talent, and if the world accepts it, then so be it. And although I don't want to generalize, it felt like I fell in the trap that a lot of people fall when it comes to social media. We start to pursue vanity. We start to pursue something else. We want gratification as opposed to happiness, you know. But the truth is that I didn't really have to post a lot of pictures of my work, constantly posting pictures, seeking gratification from a bunch of people in order for me to feel good about my work. I should naturally feel good about my work. I shouldn't have to have a second party, a third party, give me that gratification. And that got me thinking, I like to think that vanity, or at least the pursuit of vanity, is not the solution that we're looking for. We're looking for gratification, yes. We want happiness, we want to feel content, we want to feel good about ourselves, we want to feel good about our work. When you think that there's a need for a second party to be present in order for you to feel good about yourself, then it becomes vanity, in my opinion, at least. Uh, Moving on to something else. The American Dream. I did mention that one of the things that I I definitely enjoyed or at least appreciated uh, prior to and after I moved to America is the idea of the American Dream. Basically, the American Dream, for people who are not familiar with it, is some type of promise that anyone can be anything they want, irrespective of your, your background, your ethnicity, race, nationality, gender, sexual orientation, religion, and so on and so forth. As long as you're an American and you live in America... Um, or at least you have legal status, you can be whatever it is that you want here, no problem. For really obvious reasons, a lot of people look to money as their source of happiness. And I'm sure we've all heard the saying that money doesn't buy happiness, which me personally, I do believe that, that, that to be true. Money does not buy happiness. Matter of fact, I remember last year, someone that I met, he told me that there are two types of problems in the world, money problems and life problems. According to him, money problems are the problems that you have when you don't have money. You know, let's say when you're broke, you need money to fix your car. You need money to pay your rent. You need money to travel. You need money to do this and that. But if you can't afford it, it becomes a problem. Life problems start after you've made the money. When money is no longer a problem for you, when you're able to travel as you please, able to afford most things that you want with ease, then life problems kick in. For a lot of us um, working class people or lower income people, most of us, we face money problems and we often assume that people who are more wealthy than us have it better. But that's not always the case considering that just because someone has, I don't know, six figures, seven figures doesn't necessarily make make their lives any better than ours. Um, a person could be a millionaire and suffer from cancer, going through a harsh breakup, divorce, losing a loved one, suffering from mental illness. And this is often the case in a lot of celebrities, you know, some of which have committed suicide, um, committed homicide, turned to drugs and alcohol. And we often, normal people like us, we often wonder, why would you lose, why would you deliberately toss all that away? I mean, you're blessed you know to have so much money you have all the fame in the world and still you don't seem happy but that's because money does not buy happiness um another thing that i do want to talk about is it's a little bit difficult to be happy in a society that 
basically tells you what the standards are. And the reason why I say this is as a minority myself, one of the things that minorities in this country suffer from is profiling unconscious and conscious bias and systematic racism. When someone looks at you and automatically assumes that you're not good enough for a particular job or a particular lifestyle, a particular situation just because of the way you look, it is a constant reminder that you are more disadvantaged than the average American and therefore your American dream will be less likely to be achieved or you could still achieve it, but you just have to work a little bit harder or even change a few things about yourself voluntarily or involuntarily. A perfect example is beauty standards um, for women in the Western world. And this is one of the things I like to talk about with some of my friends. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all. Unfortunately, here in the Western world, we often have um, a particular look that women have to conform to in order for them to be considered beautiful. And thankfully, we have a lot of women in the West that have not conformed to this narrative. However, that narrative, unfortunately, still stands. Basically, in order for you to succeed or stand out as a woman in the Western world, you have to conform to a particular skin color, race, hair texture, beauty standards, body size, age, you know, certain amount of sex appeal and and whatnot. Unfortunately, a lot of women have succumbed to this uh, pressure and have taken to plastic surgery. For example, a lot of female celebrities have gone through plastic surgeries, enhancing their their breasts, their butts, their face, you know, a whole lot of things just so that they can conform to this this beauty standard that have been imposed to them by society. And even though some of these celebrities are quote unquote successful, I always wonder, are these people truly happy? I mean, if I can understand if you're a woman and you want to have sex appeal and that's that's your mo that's your goal your go-to then by all means you know right on but if if you're just a regular woman who wants to fit in who feels like you don't fit in because of those standards that society has imposed on you and you've succumbed to this pressure and taken to the knife and done all this stuff are you truly happy you know, because to me, the way I see it, I've never really done any cosmetic surgeries myself. Um, so I may not be able to relate. But the way I see it, if you're going against your nature, embracing or basically succumbing to these social pressures, and maybe I'm wrong, but I always think of it as you're inheriting more problems. For example, if you don't feel attractive as a woman at first, and now you've gone under the knife and you feel you want to give more sex appeal because you think that's what men want. I feel like that's taken away from the originality of who you are. Now, a lot of people are going to focus more on your looks as opposed to who you are. You know, at the end of the day, we still live in a very vain, superficial world where people judge you strictly, not strictly, but at first the way you look and you're serving sex appeal. And a lot of people automatically will see you as a person who is serving sex. And unfortunately, you become objectified. Are you now truly happy or have you just spent your money to pursue vanity, which is basically a temporary solution to a long lasting problem as opposed to focusing on your image 
focusing on your individuality and projecting into the world and having the world accept you for who you are. And I know it's easier said than done, you know, because these pressures come from everywhere. They come from the media, they come from uh, the movie industry, they come from families, you know, some of them come from within, you know, because a lot of us, we have our own biases against ourselves, always thinking that we're we're not good enough, especially if you've had like a rough childhood just like I have. It becomes much more easier for you to conform to some of these societal norms, voluntarily or involuntarily, because you understand that at the end of the day, failure to conform could paint you as a misfit. And if you're a misfit in a society that is so superficial, you could be socially disadvantaged. Again, this is no disrespect to anyone who has ever pursued plastic surgery or modify their body to look better. Um, if you want to pursue plastic surgery, if you want to modify your body, it's totally up to you and it's definitely respected. That message was strictly targeting people or women specifically who feel the need that they have to modify their body in order for them to find love. As we've been constantly marketed by the media and the entertainment industry that you have to look a certain way in order to find love or just simply to fit in. And going back to the issue of money, I'm aware that money basically makes the world go round. You know, we, we live in a world that depends on money. There's nothing wrong with having money, but it's it's the excessiveness of it. When you worship money, when money becomes the air you breathe, and oftentimes we're marketed that money, the more money you have, the more happy you become, the more you can afford these things and that and 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 I, I I do see it, you know, to a certain extent. Yes, you, the more money you have, the more you can afford a lot of things. But that doesn't necessarily mean happiness. To me, happiness is is the quality of life, your quality of life. Um, I did mention in my intro that I've been to a lot of countries, and some of these countries that I've been to are third world countries. And I've seen some of the way some of these people live. They may not necessarily have a lot. But compared to some of the things that I've witnessed here in the U.S., I think a lot of these people have a better quality of living compared to a lot of those people that I've witnessed here. Um, I remember two years ago, I was in Nepal and I met this guy that worked at the hostel that I was staying at. And he was basically sharing with me how he wanted to move to America at all costs. Moving to America to him was his dream, his life dream. And he was sharing with me how it was almost impossible for him, for him to move because he didn't have the money to apply for a visa and the tickets and you know, go through the process, basically. And he was also sharing with me that the average income in Kathmandu, which is the capital of Nepal, was about $130. And that was quite shocking to hear. And naturally, he started asking me what cost of living in America was like, you know, what is the average income in America? And I try to explain to him, just like I explained to a lot of people that ask me similar questions, that it, it depends on the state, the city, your job, and, and whatnot. Personally, I live in Texas. You know, you can make anywhere between $2,000 upward, you know, depending on what kind of job you you make. Um, And to him, that's a lot of money. Even if it's just $500 a month, it's a lot of money. But I still try to explain to him that even though you make $500 or $2,000 or $5,000, whatever it is that you make, you still have a lot of responsibilities. You have to pay rent, which in America, for the most part, it's every month, every first of the month. You have to pay bills, light bills, phone bills, internet bills, and so on. There's also insurance, life insurance, car insurance, 
um, all kinds of insurance. You have to pay taxes, you know, and sometimes at the end of at, at the end of the month, you barely have anything to save because all your money is gone. And then put the pressure of so many things that you don't need that are constantly being marketed to you. Like I can't even log on to YouTube or Amazon or the Internet without having some business marketing something that I don't need constantly bombarding those things to us, you know, and then you realize that, yes, you do make money. That's more than the average person in Nepal relatively. Yes. But you're not necessarily happy. That doesn't necessarily bring happiness. You're just living in accordance to the cost of living in whatever, whatever part of the West that you live in. I'm very understanding and quite realistic that living in America comes with a lot of benefits. I, for one, I, I definitely benefit from living in a country that gives me a, a lot of the opportunities to be who I want to be and pursue my dreams and, and explore my individuality, yes. But oftentimes I feel like a lot of people that don't live in America or have never been to America have a skewed conception of what america is a lot of people often think that america is perfect and as soon as you come to america all your problems are out the window while being really patient and understanding i've tried to explain to a lot of people all throughout my travels that that's not necessarily the case america is a country just like everywhere else we have issues just like everywhere else so it is very important that you have a very realistic idea of what America is and is not before you conclude your judgment and also before trying to move to America. It's very important that you know the ins and outs 100% because you may just end up being disappointed. So bottom line, money is great, but it's, it's not everything. And I do respect a lot of people who find their happiness in material things sex appeal, how much money you have, how many, how much cars you drive, you know, how famous you are. I respect that. Me personally, that's not necessarily my definition of happiness, you know. Just like as as far back as I was nine years old when I prayed that I wanted to be independent, I, luckily for me, thank God, I've finally achieved that independence for the most part, and I continue to explore deep within my definition of happiness my definition of success is being able to be me and know that I'm enough. You know, I may not be the best looking person. I may not be the smartest. I may not be the richest. I may not be the most famous. I may not be the best, but just strictly looking at myself in the mirror and, and thinking to myself, yes, I am enough. You know, I don't have to compete with anyone. I just I am enough. And basically looking within and exploring my individuality, my uniqueness, I'm projecting that to the world instead of just conforming to the standards that may not necessarily benefit me as a person. I believe that we're all here for a reason. You know, I'm very spiritual. I'm a very deep type of person. I believe we're all very unique. We're all very unique individuals and none of us is a mistake. And unfortunately, we don't challenge people to embrace individuality and project it to the world. Whatever it is that makes you unique, you need to soul search. You need to figure that out. Who are you? What makes you different from somebody else? Explore within and project that into the world. That is my definition of success. That is my legacy. If I'm blessed enough to be able to lay on my deathbed and look back at my life, I want to be able to say that, yes, I started rough, 
things weren't great, but whatever it is that was given to me, I I ran with it. I I I was given I was given lemons and I made lemonades with it and that's my ultimate goal. That's my definition of success and that's what would definitely make me happy. Yes, money is great. Yes, recognition is great when necessary. Yes, sex appeal is great. A healthy amount of gratification and a healthy amount of vanity is definitely important, but we should not be banking on temporary gratifications that don't necessarily solve the the deep-rooted problems. I challenge everyone to explore their individuality and project that into the world. And to me, that is definitely one key way to achieve contentment and a healthy state of well-being. That's all I got for this very first episode. Please follow me on episode number two. Please download and share. Please visit my website at letstalkaboutus.org and please follow me on Instagram at Let's Talk with Uche. Finally, if you do have any suggestions or just simply want to show support, please send me an email at letstalkwithuche at gmail.com. Join me on my next episode. Thank you.